You see people who are psychotic. And shit happens. My back hurts. When it starts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts a lot. It hurts a lot. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Buckle Up, baby. There he is. There 22. he is. Episode 22. Back after a brief hiatus of a day and a half. And we have some news to report. I became a godfather last week. Congratulations, Mommy. Because <laughs> Michael had a baby. <laughs> I did. I did. Tell the folks. Um, well, my wife had it. Right. Um, you I, helped make it. I helped make it. One night. Um, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um, should I go through the whole story? For I'll leave it to you. For the folks. You know, we the kibitz yeah. here, but if you want to go personal... Go ahead. I can go personal. I mean, it was a little too raw last week, so I couldn't. I didn't think I could. Uh, it doesn't feel quite as raw anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a, a perfectly healthy, beautiful baby boy. The like labor was mm-hmm. was uh, was great. Um, and then I I got the, I had that sneaking feeling of like too good to be true type of thing. You always have that feeling. I do, and and I try to fight it, uh-huh. and so, uh, but it was, but it was, it was great. There was nothing really. To, I was sending texts, Mazel Tov, mm-hmm. congratulations. The bris will be, you know, on so and so day, and then a doctor came in, and I don't think I, I don't think I walked you through the whole through all the details. Share it with Maybe me. Maybe I did. Um, a doctor came in just for the like uh, basic, you know, he, you know, heart feet five toes things i'm lactating just listening to you right and now. he's like he's like he's like there's there's uh there's one thing i should tell you there's mm. like his toes are overlapped mm. he's like it's that's just what it's gonna be like it he's like it shouldn't matter i know well, this plenty. is all true yeah yeah oh, okay. he's like they're plenty good athletes and then i said oh i have the same thing as a genetic and he said yeah oh, yeah that's probably why but i don't have that and i don't know why i said that <laughs> That was a lie. That's amazing. <laughs> it was a weird. It was a weird lie to say. Well, yeah, it is, I have. It's... I have a, a bent toe. It, it's a, one of my toes are like that. Um, I think you just meant to say, "Oh, okay," but that came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I was very tired. <laughs> he like the doctor. The doctor kind of woke us up, and, and and then he and and then he went. Um, and then when he oh he's like he was listening to his heart. He went oh also I heard something like a heart thing. Um, I might just order a test just because because to see what that's about. And we're like we're like great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I went. Uh, <laughs> And his name was J A W E T S. So I went, I went, I went, oh, thank you, Dr. Uh, Jowetz. Because <laughs> he was like a little bit dark sense. He went, no, Javits. <laughs> um, just Javits. <laughs> and I was like, just so freaking awkward. <laughs> and it's been making me laugh so hard because I, I imagine being a guy, like if it was, if he spelled it J A V I T S, to be like, oh, Dr. Jowitz. It's, um, it's Javits. No, just, just like it's spelled, Javits. <laughs> Um, and, and, and that, were you trying to impress him? <laughs> um, I guess, I, I guess it was, I felt like I was like sending an olive branch. I was like, I'm going to pronounce your name properly. <laughs> and he went, no, just, he just Javits. No, no. It sounds like a scene right out of like those, uh, Seth Rogen movies or something where it's just, yeah. Discomfort, it was, uncomfortable humor. It was uncomfortable. And then, and then, you know, we took calls. I started, uh, making a flyer for the Briss. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were like circumcision for the layperson. circumcision. Yeah. We were like, uh, you know, this email had gone out to a uh, Sarah's friend. I was nice enough to set up what's called a meal train where people, uh, sign up to, to send you like takeout basically for the next few weeks yeah. or days, um, just to help out. Lots of lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Lots. Yeah. And, um, it's all takeout by the, by the second or third kid. Everyone's ordering you out. It's, oh yeah. No, no, this was, I don't think we got, we got, uh, one, like one. One or two. I don't know why that came out Trumpy. Lots. For some reason, I picture Trump having a newborn. Lots of lasagna, folks. We got a lot of lasagna. Beautiful. Layers of cheese. Fantastic. I love that impression. It's a good impression. Um, okay. Um, and, keep and going. so, so her friend, her friend was nice enough. To, she must have used like a list we sent her for like the wedding or something. It was like everyone we, my wife and I, had ever met in our entire lives. Like I had camp friends I haven't spoken to in in five or six years. Texting me, being like, "Oh, hey, man, Mazel Tov! I heard the good news." I know I interrupt you all the time, yeah. but on that point, <laughs> two things that wives, for whatever reason, are so committed to: mm-hmm. meal trains and thank you cards. Yeah, and it's two things that husbands would never do. Yeah, 
We'd be like, oh, I should have made you something. That's yeah. what we would have said. Yeah. Or do you want anything? Yeah. Husbands will like ask. Wives will sign up. Yeah. Oh, and then I see I my do? wife like with thank you. I have to write now. I have to write a thank you. Yeah. For a birthday present for the kid. Yeah. And sign it from the kid. Yeah. I have I have someone who I work with and we we are partners. So when I make money, he makes money. When yeah. he makes money, I make money. And he wrote me a check as a thank you, <laughs> which I think is very funny because I'm like. You could just give me part of your money. Like, <laughs> now I, I'm going to write him a thank you. It was, it was very thoughtful. You, instead of a thank you card, you should write him a check. I should just write him a check. <laughs> and back. it'll go forever. <laughs> we just keep reimbursing each other out um, of expressions of gratitude. Okay, so. Um, so then, so we, we kept going. Rolling. And, the, and then, like, I wasn't, I, I really, I, I I didn't think anything of it. But, like, in retrospect, it then it, it, it escalated. They, they took the baby out for a test. Mm. They brought him back. And they're like, yeah, look, don't worry about it. Then they brought him. Then they're like, we actually want to do one more. And they brought him back. They're like, no, nothing to worry about. And then, like, a nurse came in. And they're like, have you spoken to Dr. So-and-so yet? And we're oh, like, like, no. They're like, okay, we just, I just want to. You wanna... push film on that, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Okay. I'm like, they're like, oh, we just want to make sure, sh- I just want to make sure you talk to them before I say anything. We're like, all right, cool, whatever. At what like, point do you start eyebrow raising? It, Is this the whole time or you're too much in a daze? It, it was, it was, it was all, it was 100% in a daze mm. until a nurse brought in a phone. And she's like, there's a doctor who wants to talk to you. And the doctor's like, I would do this in person, but I'm not in the hospital right now. Like, uh, in a few hours, we're going to transfer your son to the, to the NICU, the intensive care unit for newborns okay. at Columbia. Okay. And we're both With, like... And, and, and pause. He said nothing else after that? Or did he say... No, that- no, no, no. I mean, they, they explained it very nicely. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, like, they assured us, like, very much, like, it wasn't... Um, An emergency. Like life wasn't in danger, yeah. But... Um, Was there a lull... From before they said life was in danger to just like talking, that's like the most terrifying sliver no, it, of time. It, never, or it was all bundled together. Yeah, it was never. I guess they're very good at what yeah. they do. It, it was never like terrifying. It never was terrifying. But but it was. Um, but it was. Uh, no, yes, it, it was never terrifying. Really, it was. It was a moment told, of yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So now exactly. you have, now your game face is on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I, I was just thinking like they're like they're like you can go in the ambulance with him if you want, um, mm. or you can just travel behind in a car. Mm. And like my mind was was like they're like do you have any questions? And I was like I was like well, if I go in the ambulance like how do I get back to the hospital? Like do I like it, like and I was like what's the parking situation there? Yeah. Like I was like very like I went into full crisis mode of like right. there's no time to feel anything like just just like get through the next hour and then they're like they're gonna be coming in soon to transfer him down to the NICU mm-hmm. and then you got like here and then they'll from here he'll go to to Manhattan to the city mm-hmm. where where they're like it's a special yeah specialist. yeah where, where they do this procedure and I was like I was like I didn't know they do that like I I don't know I don't I, I have no idea how hospitals work um in other words they have to transfer to specific areas areas affiliated with the hospital that the, he was born in that do these so right. they feed Babies with this issue. Exactly. Two. So there's a floor in Columbia Presbyterian that is the best in the world for this one thing that he needs. Yeah. I don't know what we would have, if we were in Michigan or something or, or wherever, they'd probably tell us like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, they'd probably say like, oh, yeah, this hospital that's going to do it is fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. But it wouldn't have been like the best in the world, which is like, I mean, I li- yeah. I'm, I'm like, I was like, grateful we're here in New York. Yeah. Um, and then all, and then I was thinking like, thought a lot about like, there's if you just go by the numbers, there's probably someone in Ukraine right now who needs this and just isn't going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically it was a problem where like, if if Dr. Uh, Jowetz wasn't quite, if Dr. Javits wasn't quite as on his game, we would have taken him home, and then in a few days, it would have been really, really scary. Right. But because he caught it, um, there's there there's like a hack that the infant body has right. to 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 deal with it. Um, but that hack stops working after like slowly. You mean to work with the heart that he had at the moment? Yeah. So basically, um, the 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 blood wasn't flowing out of the heart properly, mm-hmm. but um, into the lungs. But when you're in the womb, you don't need oxygen, so the heart works in a certain way where blood's just like going all over the place. Mm-hmm. So you don't. Not everything needs to work perfectly because like, mm-hmm. so so it works like that for for a, a day or two after you're born, and then that slowly tightens up, and then it works like properly. Um, so, so yeah, so it would have just slowly gotten like worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse, and like then it would have been like really scary. 
Emergency. Um, and an emergency, like, really bad. Mm. But this was just, like, um, you know, scary for us. But for them, it's, like, we know exactly what to do and, like, yeah. just go through the steps. So then, then we went down to the um, – and and then then the scary start stuff starts happening where like the, the visuals yeah he's like in a chamber like mm. with IVs and like you, it's like like all you can do is like touch his hand and then like scarier like the EMTs come and they like take him in this chamber in an ambulance like and he's like alone and it's like like I trust to that you guys are gonna give us back the baby it's not Hatsala guys at least yeah no not Hatsala guys <laughs> respect to Hatsala of course they, they were, do wonderful work they were very nice um, well, they, they, this, this one's yours right okay one second, second. Hatsala's lawless <laughs> they don't vigilante um, no did I tell you that story we have there was a friend of mine who was having like a <laughs> uh, a dissociative episode you know about this no I should I should think I should say her name can we wrap one up and get to this can yeah, we pin yeah, this? yeah, we can pin this. This sounds fascinating, we can pin this. but we'll be lost. Yeah. So, baby's put in the ambulance. Baby's put in the ambulance, and like, and like, all, all standard procedure. All standard procedures, but it's, um, no, it's, but it's like on. quite, it's quite scary. How's mama handling this? This is, she's, hand, she's handling it better yeah. than, than, um, than other people might. Like, you could imagine. Yeah, then yeah could she imagine. didn't like break down, but it, it's, yeah. very, it's very difficult also because. What about th- nursing? The, what do they do for that? So that they just put them. And so, immediately, all your, all your feeding plans. Yeah. Get messed up because they give him bottles yeah. of like formula. Uh-huh. Like, um, oh no, no, he, well, he was on an IV, so yeah. he didn't really have to eat, but uh. so like immediately, it's like all that stuff. And like, also, your brain is going crazy because mm. it creates hormones that you know naturally babies are very annoying, so like you just want to like <laughs> destroy them, but it creates hormones to like want to be with the baby and want to take care of it. Mm. Um, and the, but then the baby's taken away from you, so you can't do that. So it really messes with your brain chemistry. What did you just say? <laughs> Naturally, babies are annoying, and you want to no, destroy like, them. I mean, like imagine you were like a gorilla in the jungle, and like your baby's crying. Like you should be like, <laughs> like, like, like maybe. I, like, I don't. I like, think. <laughs> I think cries from a newborn. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we would make it if that's what it stimulated. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so it stimulates something else. Like it stimulates um, nurturing, nurturing, right, right. But 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 if you can't nurture it, it's it's difficult, Cause, right? Because be- you're because it doesn't stimulate the aggression; it impulse. Nurture- right, right. Well, it's not just a cry. I think your brain is naturally releasing that instinct at that time. Fun fact: Do you know why the shushing is so effective on babies? Because of the womb. it's an evolutionary response. Because it's supposed to simulate the sound of the womb. Right, right, right. And that's the reason. This is what I read, mm-hmm. and by read I mean heard. And by heard, I mean, I don't know. But I did read when I was, like, learning about the techniques of shushing the crying babies, that these, like, five S's techniques where you shush yeah. in the ear really loud. Shh, really, really loud. Um, and it, like, triggers a calming response in babies, yeah. which, like, for evolutionary reasons, back in the caveman days, you had to shut the baby up. And they needed something that worked right away. So, like, we uh, learned how to sh- – if there was an animal or a predator, baby can't just stop by you telling it to, so you have to shush right in the ear. Right. It simulates the woman. That's why – Every language, the the word for quiet has a sh- shush mm. sound in it. Sheket, shush. Like this sh is in every language. Shush, shush. Mm. Now you learn something. Fascinating stuff. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so you're going through these, um, you're going through real life here. Yeah, you know? so yeah, so then, um, and then, so then we went to Columbia and it's like crazy. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there, it's then like, he had like, he had this like beautiful awesome room with like mm-hmm. a couch like I could stay there so I stayed for, like I mean I, so then I separated from Sarah and she mm-hmm. sort of recovered in the hospital and I went with the baby yeah. the next morning so that night we were sort of like what am I I was like I was like I haven't slept in two days like I yeah. can't really drive right what am I gonna do just like be there mm-hmm. um and it like helps because like you don't know the baby yet mm-hmm. and like he also doesn't know what's going on so like uh. Um, you're just on pause you're just on pause yeah um well yeah i mean i don't know about pause but um i mean there's just nothing you can do so Mm -hmm. you try to like numb yourself a little bit um yeah and uh and yeah and then um and then the and then the nurses in the NICU are like very special people yes of course they they're like very good at i mean it's interesting because you they're very good. The NICU nurses are very good at understanding that they're extras in your story. 
<laughs> like you don't care about them or their needs or their who they are or their names or anything. Like like they they know you're walking in and they're just blurry faces. Right. And they they're very good at like and knowing that. And staying and out of the story. Staying out of the story. And, like, like I mean, I was asking nurses, like, I mean, like, these people are, like, very, very good at what they do. They went mm-hmm. to, like, a lot of school. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, can you explain to me, like, how I park? Like, mm-hmm. is the spot out there okay? Mm-hmm. And they're not, like, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't deal with parking. <laughs> they're, like, yeah, like, I'll help you out. Like, I'll, I'll get back to you in five minutes. I'll let you know. Like, they're, they're just, like, they're, like, concierges, sort of. Um, like, or, or they play that role if they need to, which is like, um, like very gracious. Of the them. modern Western medicine experience for like giving birth, being there for the, for the, for, for that, isn't it? It's always fascinating. Cause when you're there, you're like, oh, like this is real life. You know, like yeah. you're dipping into like serious life, like the serious part of life where you're yeah. just like. All jokes aside, like people here are doing some serious, serious work. This yeah. isn't like, and, and and this same person will be at a bar later, and right. I'll have no idea yeah. what the hell was going on. Yeah. But th- it's a different level of gravity yeah, that have, they're dealing with every day, yeah. and they treat it in a way, in a healthy way, like in, like like the gigs we all have. Yeah, but. When you're in there, you're like, yeah, you're you're playing a different kind of ball, and then then us who are just like, yeah. ah, I got this project, I get this thing, I got this. Yeah. You're and 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 the the level of heightened emotions that they're constantly operating on, not them themselves, but uh, against. Yeah, is wild when yeah. you're in this place and you're okay. So you're and but and then and you know that they compartmentalize yeah. it. You know that they go to the coffee room and be like, anyway. So how was your? Yeah. But it's amazing yeah. that they're able. That that skill in and of itself, just to operate like that, is yeah. amazing. I also I also don't understand exactly who who likes that and who like who who is who is there and is like that's what I want to do. Uh-huh. Like I want to I want to oh, I want that level of stakes and intensity every day of my. I'm sure life. there's a you can imagine you can you can imagine the thrill and the fulfillment of it to be a part. It of doesn't. It. I mean the the med. I mean the thrill does, but the the like blood and all that like does not speak to me whatsoever yeah well um, i think it's a combination of being like all like oh i like like biology and like body i like that stuff yeah i hate i watch stuff. pimple popping yeah, videos i, I, I like background i watch chiropractic compilation yeah. videos so yeah. it's that curiosity mixed with maybe like a compassionate side yeah that this nursing staff the, is the, like appeals to them the so. whole thing um that and then in light of everything we talk about vaccines and everything <laughs> it gave me a, a much greater respect for not just not not really science as much medicine. as <laughs> no no not even so much medicine but the, medicine. the people the people who could be doing other things with their intellect and decide to devote it to this i'm like very i'm very glad that they do well, yeah, like that's and like and like if and if this is sort of the side they come down with on vaccines and everything, mm-hmm. it, it gave me a, a greater respect for like for that, for for the, for argu- the system, for the argument of like of like the system's fucked, like pharmaceutical companies and healthcare companies, all that. It's obviously very fucked up, but it's what we have. And like it produces the sorts of procedures that like gets my son in and out of the NICU in like a week and like he's mm-hmm. fine and like. Like it's it it is a trade off and like the people like these nurses could be working at Google and like making a lot of money like they're smart and personable enough to do it but they're, they're doing this and like I I'm very glad that they decided. But didn't to do you it. get a sense from the whole staff that they were inherently corrupt? <laughs> <laughs> so the when, when, no, when, when, that's the thing. At the end of yeah. the day, we kibitz about all this crap yeah. all the time. <laughs> But it was Brian Callen. We were watching. I was watching that podcast clip where he was like, yeah. "Oh, there's talk about people being all yeah. skeptical of that." He wasn't really talking about COVID. I don't think. I think it was just pre-COVID because yeah. that is a different conversation. The vaccines, as it pertains to COVID, is different than vaccine skepticism. Yeah. Generally, you know, that's different because he's like, "You want to be anti-vaccine? Yeah, try going back a hundred years right. and seeing what happened when you got a cold." You want to be skeptical of modern medicine and say, "Oh, it's too much." It's yeah, go back a hundred years. You get sept. You get a sepsis. Sepsis. See what happens when you get a cold, and then a week later you're dead. Yeah, that's what it was like when you die at thirty, because that's what everybody did. What the second you got anything, and yeah. so, and then you go into these scenarios, and you're like, okay, system schmistum. You know, big right. pharma nonsense. Like, look what we can do. The 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 proof is in the pudding. The bridges are up. 
Yeah. And the hospital can do, you know, 50 years ago could, yeah. is doing something that 50 years ago it couldn't do. Yeah. So, and people are alive and Baruch Hashem, thank God, everybody yeah. is, you know, yes. health. So you're just like, I can talk a big game at the end of the day. Yeah. Most of it is working. It, it, it's that it's that uh, Steven Pinker, Enlightenment Now idea. Right, right, right. We always like to... Th Talk as if things are getting so much worse when really they are in reality they're getting that much better. We just don't see that. Right, right, and, and I mean it's specifically with the vaccine, like like of course there are issues with it, and like of course the the, the of course there's issues with it, but for the most part it works. But Doctor Vashay works for Pharma, your guy, right? Vash, that's what's his name? Vash, Doctor Javets. Javets. He works for <laughs> Pfizer. He works for Pfizer. Well, essentially, <laughs> essentially he works for Pfizer. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, you know, as our political discussions go, like all these people, when it came to COVID and all those yeah. things, like how does that system, when it came to a novel virus and treatments and procedures, yeah. where does it come from? So it's not that the individuals involved in the system have any have any uh, different motives. They're doing what they're supposed to do, yeah. and a lot of the things that they're doing are tried and tested. And there is no political yeah. there's no political motive behind heart procedures yeah. but maybe in, in this scenario where the government was so involved and embedded things can get messy yeah. and people like that are, are just as I'm, I'm interested you know, too, well intentioned we, but things we, can get we had messy. a naturopath staying with us for a little while a what a, a naturopath they're a lot, they, they go to med school and then they do like an extra schooling for um oh, doctor, sort of doctors must hate them yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but like <laughs> they go for like sort of full body treatment, where like right. if your ankle's hurting, I, th their big thing is like on your intake on your first meeting, they'll talk to you for two hours, and they'll they'll learn every single thing about you and start start trying to connect the dots a little bit about. So it's doctors who were also vagabonds once upon a time, and they're thin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boy, and, and, man and or woman, a woman, a woman, and, and she was explaining. Um, she, she was explaining like issues that she had with the vaccine, and mm. but 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 mostly she said like the whole approach. Um, she 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 had never listened to Rogan before, and she pretty much said what McCullough said, mm. which was which was really which was really interesting to me. And, and I was trying to ask her like all these things that you're saying. Where where at what point in the chain between patient and CEO of Pfizer? At what point does that things start mm -hmm. where like weirdness starts of like malfeasance yeah and and she's she, she, she it know. fuckery yeah she, there's fuckery going on man yeah, she didn't fuckery going she on, didn't man. know but but really like, i really the what i want to focus on more is like um, the virtues the, of modern there's medicine. a lot of virtues and I, I walked away with like a much greater respect for the people um who were involved in it um because you're really just a by you're just a bystander you're like yeah, okay yeah but, is that what we do now you know, i didn't know that you you had all this worked out <laughs> part, part, part of my conspiracy brain went oh, went God. there like all right every ten thousand babies we're just gonna tell the parents that this is going on what do they know um <laughs> we'll explain to them they do we'll take the baby away for three hours and then we'll bring him back we'll say he got the procedure we'll charge him so and so what do they know <laughs> but like like, so like people are people are like explaining all these things. you're on the phone with this doctor yeah. So the, I think I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see what Rogan says about this. You see, all your bull, all the bullshit that we operate with that we need yeah. to like live and exist kind of yeah. just goes away. Yeah. I was wondering if, if they're like, this is what's wrong with this heart and this is the procedure he needs and we're trying to get him on schedule. be like, all right, well, we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think about it. You know what? I'm going to YouTube a few things first. Yeah. Oh, no, but no, it, it is interesting. It's interesting how they, they diagnose it they, and then they – you have to consent ultimately. You have to sign – of paper that says I can sense what I'm what you're doing here, but but there's no like um, it, it's interesting how it works where they're they're just like we're telling you this is what's up, and we're telling you how to fix it, and you're gonna do it right. Like right. it's it's there's not I guess mechanics are kind of like that too, but um I mean, it's just um, the malpractice <laughs> of doing anything otherwise keeps them in line. Yeah, no, no, I mean, know? no, I, no, I, they I'm, couldn't I'm, just. I'm I'm totally joking about about that thing, but it's it's interesting how how reliant you. I was a hundred percent reliant on, on his on, word on, on their word, and and then and then of course you you, you start calling friends and fr friends of friends who yeah. like confirm things for you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but um, but yeah, that was no, just you're a at the mercy thing. of the professionalism of the doctor, and yeah, like the the difference in what. The discrepancy between what he knows and you know is so vast yeah. that you're just like, you're like you're okay, like, like this valve is too narrow, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's and, what and I mean. Like you have, flow, right? It's like when you right. go to the mechanic. 
Yeah. In a way, I mean, it's not the same because, yeah. but that's the idea. Like you go and he'll tell you anything. Oh, well, you get the carburetor well, well, and you get, and it's not life or death with a car. Yeah. So who cares? But, but at the end of the day, you just you can get. You'll the, just say okay. The mechanics a little different because you're driving your car and you can tell something's a little off. This was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like, yeah. <laughs> if you say so. Right, but at the end of the day, long story long. Yeah. So so thankfully. Um, <clears throat> a good like, they, this doctor's name kept coming up, and I recognized it as the last name of, of a of a guy I grew up with. Yeah. And so, um, everyone in my family was like pushing me very hard. They're like, "You have to call and connect and get the connections, etc." And I was like, "I was like, for what? For a different to, doctor? To, to get him on the schedule for this procedure? That was oh. like the big thing. Like, get, yeah, yeah. he got bumped the first day, and then the second day looked like he was going to get bumped, which would have put him." Over the weekend till mm-hmm. Monday, then yeah. then the whole thing would have started. You again. want him out. You don't want to risk things and all these other. And things. and and so I, I was like, I was like, I don't think there's a lot of politics being played with like sick babies, infants getting procedures. Like I was like, they they either like I don't know like, what what strings can be pulled, but apparently there were some strings that could be pulled. And so you're a Jew. This this friend, this guy's father, uh, really like I, I haven't spoken to this guy in a long time. I haven't been friends with him, like real real friends in a long time. But like I sent him a text yeah. within two minutes, his father called me. Flex. It was so nice. It was so generous. Um, and they uh, he helped out. I, I mean, I don't think they like. Um, no, but look at the end of the day, it's people who are all making these decisions. Right. So people influence people. Yeah. So so thankfully he was there. Um. And I, I hate, I mean, I hate doing that stuff, but, you know, I had to for... Well, you know. For this. Why? And, Why uh, deny it to yourself? You know somebody who could possibly help you. Have, you have to... Yeah, because cause, cause I think about the, the family without connections yeah. who can't get their kid on and they have to be, right. you know, for an extra five days in the well, ICU. How much do you really think about them? More, more <laughs> I, no, I, th- I think about it a little bit. Um, like, I mean, I feel, I feel guilt, a little bit guilty about right. it. Um, Jew guilt. Is it Jew guilt? It's just the fact that you're part of a community. I say Jew guilt yeah. in the way that the reason you're pr- you're you have an upper hand here is mm. the tight knit community you come from that can allow you to access resources of and, and people, human resources. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's from. Yeah, you couldn't do it if, but you're you're fortunate to be part of that community. So take advantage of what it has to offer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's much of a choice. You're gonna have to mm-hmm. if, you, if you have the opportunity. But I understand. Um, I understand. But yeah, no, it's um. You know, stuff, but also like, um, yeah, um, yeah, whatever. Um, and so that, and then, and then they also kind of discharged him, like, probably maybe earlier than they might have, because mm-hmm. like he was like, I'm gonna check with them, mm-hmm. it's fine. So he got to come home last uh, on Tuesday. It seemed um, real quick. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatively, Just as far as from what I heard, what was going on to, oh, he's coming home. Yeah, like, wow. it, it was relatively quick. It, it could have been a lot longer. It was quick um, for me, at least. Yeah, <laughs> processing it. <laughs> Um, but man, you know, look. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like you you don't want to hear anything else from a doctor when your baby's born other than everything's perfect. Yeah. But I guess the next best thing is everything's gonna be perfect. Yeah. So that's that's all you can hope yeah. for. It's like you know it will be fine. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. yeah. You got a baby boy. Yeah. Number two. Thank God. Thank God. But um. Now you're yeah. in it. Now you got two kids, Michael. Yeah. There's no denying it now. <laughs> the first one is an accessory. The first one comes with you for the first, what, year, anywhere you go. Now you got kids. Well, we didn't leave that. We we hardly left the house because right. of COVID. Uh, COVID. Yeah, it was but I mean, different. now you have kids. Yeah. I said my kids today for the first time. Yeah. And it was, it was, I was like, whoa. In other words, like that first kids. one is like, oh, look at that. What do we got here? Look at everything. Now it's like, all right, we have kids. Yeah. Has uh has the yeah. oldest handling it? She's good. Um, Enjoying the buckle up maternity episode. We are <laughs> sponsored by Ephemil. Uh, Ephemil. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, she's good. She's confused. Right. Um, she's actually she's like uh, acting out a little bit. Um, I can't wait till you hate her. <laughs> That'll be fun. But mostly good. Because I was telling you about one of my older kids, and I like, oh, the frustration. Sometimes you're like, really? You get like frustrated? I got frustrated. I, oh I, yeah, it she's bringing out the beast. It wasn't at her, but I, I, I was ready to take her to daycare, and I couldn't find her pacifier, mm. and I, and I, I was just stressed out because I, because yeah. I, I really needed to to get out. And I earlier that day, I'd thrown out um, like moldy strawberries into the garbage. I was like, "Wait here in the kitchen. I'm gonna run upstairs and go look for it." I come in and and she she she's already eaten like six of them out of the garbage. <laughs> oh, man. 
And I grabs her arm and I threw it in the garbage. And I I, th- I think she noticed because then she went to the door that we leave and she yeah. like tapped it. She's like, all right, let's go. Oh gosh, I think she, she ate noticed. six moldy strawberries. She, I, the, I don't. The I don't guiltiest know. you'll feel confirm. is when you lash. The guiltiest you'll feel is when you lash out because you're stressed about something. Not yeah, yeah, that's what do. it was. Which happens. There are nights where I'm like, I have to be somewhere, so I'm I'm, I'm a higher strung to yeah. get things rolling, moving yeah. for a bet time I, or something. And I know that I'm like. If this was just another different night. I had nothing going on. I'd be so chill right yeah. now. That's, I res- that's not cool. I respected her ability to get the strawberries out of the garbage. Like <laughs> I, I, I like her for that. But, yeah. Um, but it'll probably give you a like, visceral. Like, you were like, oh. Yeah. And you don't like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, on to the disassociative state. I just want to hear that story. So I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, – I'm on the subway and I get a call from my friend's father. Yeah. And and I'm like I'm like it must be like a butt dial, and then I get another call, and 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 I'm I'm basically like I don't really care what it is, like mm-hmm. I'll call them when I get off the subway. What like I don't even care if it's an emergency. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, like whatever. And and then and then her brother called me like twice, Ooh. and I got like a text. So I'm like I'm like fine. So I, I get I get off not at my stop, like an early stop, so I can go get service. And they're like, um, we need you to find. No, they're like, uh, so I rent, I rent apartments and they're like, you rented this to, to our daughter, your friend. Um, you know, like, you know, name, we we know, just kidding. We know you rented an apartment to our daughter, Mm -hmm. um, and you, and, and you manage the building. Um, the, uh, the, the EMTs are currently outside of her door and they don't want to kick it in. Cause they, we don't, they, you know, they don't want to kick it in. Is there any way you can go meet the EMTs to unlock the door? You for, have the keys. Them? I know I don't have the keys, but they're like, is there something you can do? Right. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, actually. So like, I get back on the subway, and I I run over there, and by the, by that time I'm there, the door's already kicked in. Uh huh. But there's two groups, and and she is completely. She she has no idea who anyone is. Her I'm there. Her best friend is there. She doesn't uh-huh. recognize anybody. Right. Um. She's like. Um, she's like undressed, so com- she's completely out of it, and mm. and the she's walking back and forth. There's like vomit everywhere. Mm. Um, a beautiful sight. Yeah, and uh, and and there's two and there's two groups. There's the city ambulance people, like the like the fire department EMTs, and then there's Hatsala, mm. the Jewish. Oh, right, the Hatsala connection. I forgot. Yeah, where the Hatsala and, and the EM- her friends called the ambulance. Her parents, her. I don't know who called to. I think was her parents, she zombie faced. She was zombie faced. Yeah, her parents. I think her parents probably called both. Maybe this yeah. is kind of what happened to me. Keep going. And um, <laughs> and she, I want to hear about that too. And then and so no the, vomit. So but. the city, the city uh, EMTs are like, they're like, ma'am, if you don't, they're like, you need, we need to bring you to the hospital. If you don't sit in the wheelchair, um, uh, and and come down voluntarily, we're gonna have to like handcuff you. No, 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 no. They said if you don't do that, we're gonna have to call the police, and they're gonna have to like handcuff you and take you in a police car because like you're not like you're not going. So like, if you could please sit down and just let us take you to the hospital. They're trying to reason with her, and, and she she won't do it. Mm-hmm. And then the and then they leave. Uh, the the city people leave to go get the the cops. And the Hatsala's like, they look at each other and they grab her. They put her in the wheelchair. They tie her arms up. They like throw a blanket on her. And she was resisting And she's it? screaming and, 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 and like everything. And they like carry her. They like four people carry her down, down the steps, like against her wheel, her will into the ambulance to take her to the hospital because they don't like have to comply with the law. So they look at each <laughs> other, Koda, they're like, Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pull up to a dumpster and then they just sort of oh, put God. her in there. What, did you know? Did you, did you find out what occurred? Was she, she on drugs? She claims she wasn't on drugs, Could and be. Uh, she no might have had a psychotic no break. No one believes her. Sounds like looks like she had a psychotic the break. Hospital, the hospital. The um, hospital. This is a friend of yours. A friend of ours. You know. You know who it is. I well, we'll have to talk I'll about this about afterwards. After, yeah. Off the air. Yeah. Sorry, only on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah, only on Patreon. <laughs> we'll the, release the, the names of all of these people <laughs> when we start our Patreon, which um, we haven't yet. We should talk about that. Too. The hospital. The hospital said it was like a migraine, but <laughs> no, it was crazy. Her parents like flew in, like they like ended their vacation and like flew in. A my. That's not funny, but um, oh, you know that's what I'm saying. And she so, had a migraine. So I think. Can she's, you imagine coming in having to restrain someone who looks like they've had a psychotic break and vomited everywhere? I think she had a yeah. mind. It, was, it wasn't psychotic. She was more dissociated. She wasn't like she wasn't um 
manic. She wasn't manic. No, but was she delusional? She said she didn't recognize anybody. She wasn't delusional. She was just like it, it was like catatonic. It, it was like her brain was on five percent battery power. Was she catatonic? Like she wasn't catatonic. Like a vegetable looking. No, no, no. She she was just on low battery. Unresponsive. No, not unresponsive. So what's disassociative? Dissociative is like um, um, when you when you're so, when you feel like disembodied, like like. You you can't tell if you're in your body or not. Mm. You're sort of like you're like like you look in the. I felt like this before. It's like terrifying. You look in the mirror and you're like, I know that's my face, but like I I I can't be sure that that's me. Like you've like, had that before, just on a random. Uh, just I think just out of like a random glance depression. got you. Right, yeah, that happened. It was really bit. um. It was it was might have been like my lowest of the low. It was like, yeah it was yeah bad. in the deepest depths of depression. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it what bad. it is. Where you're yeah. just like. You're a shell. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I know I'm Michael Weber, but I I can't tell you how or why that is. I just know. I'm just, I, I, just like told this. I'm Michael Weber. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's that's it's the... fucked up. Uh-huh. So that that's what she was like. And um, okay, but she 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 was, you know, like grounded in reality. She knew where she was. She knew what day it was. That kind of thing. Or no? um, you couldn't tell. She yeah she was grounded in in she she sort of had like a thing playing in her head of like to I think to keep herself like mm-hmm. sane of like she's like I I have to wash the dishes I have to wash or something oh, like that no, like that sounds a little like I have to dry them. Um, I don't I don't think there are were, similarities. Let's say I mean it's not that important. Bottom line is she was yeah. going through a thing. She was going through a thing. Yeah. What what was it like when you had it? Mm. Uh, psychosis. Yeah. Psychosis is more than mania. It's actually mania is like hyper, and you're like on coke. Mm-hmm. I would say psychosis is like acid, if if I'm like p- categorizing it. You okay. Know? Like main manic is cocaine, right? Oh, you you have all these amazing ideas, and everything is so crystallized and crisp and incredible, uh-huh. and like, but you're you're I'm aware that I'm sitting here with you. And I'm aware that you're Michael, and I'm here, and we're present. And it's like, Michael, but do you understand? Like, the world is an amazing thing, and what we could do with this podcast, like, we could take over, and we could do all these things. And it's so obvious, it's so clear to me now. But I'm aware of reality. Mm-hmm. You go go a little too far down that road, and then you're just like, you're not. You lose your sense of who you are and reality. Wait, go down which road? Like, if you stay, I mean, manic the the, the stages of sort of yeah, mental yeah. health. Mm-hmm. You know, on the bottom is like deep dark depression, mm-hmm. sort of normal. Mm-hmm. Maybe in feeling shitty, somewhat shitty, normal, good mood, great mood, hypomanic, manic, totally manic, yeah. psychotic. Once you go psychotic, uh, you are like John Nash in A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Without, this, without the hallucinations, but with the delusions. So the delusions are the thoughts. Got it. So your, your, your thoughts yeah. that ground you, like knowing where you are and know, projecting things onto the future. Like your whole grasp on reality is gone. The way you It ex- feels like a nightmare. The way you explained it to me, which I thought was really good, was like uh, a month into COVID. You mm-hmm. said, imagine someone called you up yesterday and was like, where the fuck have you been? And you're like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. We're on lockdown. There's a pandemic. And they're like, no, dude, there's no pandemic. <laughs> there's no lockdown. It's you're, all you're, very you're real like, to like, you. That's how real it feels while you're and going then through when, it. So I'm telling you, I was okay. But when COVID was going down and it was so weird and disorienting and it felt so unusual, I had a drive with myself where I went, <laughs> So what'd it, you do? I didn't, I don't, I didn't know. What was I supposed to do? Well, how, did you like I checked in with, the, with, with someone? I checked in with Rossi. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to ask you this question. <laughs> But this is happening, right? Yeah. Did she mess with you? What? Did she mess with you? No. No. It got very... It was a serious question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like... She's like, what do you mean? What? You all right? I'm like, I am. It's just a little... It's just a little crazy. And as someone... For someone who's been crazy, it's even crazier. Yeah. If you can imagine how disoriented you feel, just imagine how eerily familiar this feels. But just a little too familiar. <laughs> it's like felt relapsy. I'm like, yeah. exactly yeah, what you yeah, just like described. The, the president's on TV talking about it. The president's Donald Trump. What the fuck? <laughs> He's saying the president's Donald Trump. He thinks we're on lockdown. <laughs> he says there's a virus from China. He's crazy. <laughs> so imagine if I told you, Michael, none of that happened. Right. You've been out of it for yeah. a couple of so for, for two there's years. There's no suspicion while it's happening that that it's all happening in your head. <sighs> or, or as much as there ever is. 
The weird thing is I remember it all. So that's what's a little bit What did you think was happening? All of it. No, what what was uh, the delusion? You get paranoid delusions. You think people yeah. are trying to kill you. You think people have killed your family and friends and you get it gets wacky. Maybe it's for another episode. We could go into it, but it's so spooky. But you know what it feels like? I can get into the details, but it, like, what it, what it yeah. feels like is you ever wake up from a terrible nightmare? Yeah. That you remember for the first like hour of the day or yeah. 15 minutes or 10 seconds after waking up and you're like, that was so real. And then you try to explain it and everyone's yeah. like, "What? You, that, that makes no sense. Uh. And you're like, yeah, but so all your thoughts in the nightmare, because then I was there and then that person was... You know, so it's more sequential because you're still you're awake, yeah. but it feels like a nightmare that while you're awake. Right. So like a bad acid trip where everyone's like, so you start like making these weird connections to things. So you mm-hmm. walk down and a car drives by you and you're like, and you think the car was actually pointing and the po- car's light points at a tree and you look at the tree and everything starts to have meaning right. in the wrong ways. But 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 normally you, um, normally you. It's also carrying, it's carrying. You question carry, your own it's, thoughts. It's, why don't you, why don't you just question your own thoughts while you're doing it? You remember Carrie in a, in a. Homeland. Homeland. Yeah. Remember what was happening to her Homeland when she went Journey. psycho? Yeah. So first she was like coherent, but then it went too far. But but when it goes too far, yeah. why why do you lose the ability to to question yourself? Why are you so convinced that all your thoughts are trustworthy? Why I'm are not, you so convinced now? I'm I'm, I'm not like I so I mean I mean like is. I stop at a red light and I go it's, yeah. a, it's a red light yeah but I, I don't just I don't like um. No, no, I'm, I'm saying now I do question my own thoughts. Like, like during the pandemic, you right. were like, is this really happening? Right. I mean, why during the break do you not go, wait, did someone kill my parents? <laughs> why are you so like, yeah, you're just because I had that feeling, I know it's true. I think it's because you're not able, I think you're past that point of being able to do that. Okay. Meaning, what you do lose, the first thing to go is the person who goes, hey, 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 hey. This sounds a little crazy. That's the manic part. Of no, like, that person's gone now. Right. Like that <laughs> self yeah. is now one in the same with the person experiencing right. the psychosis. Like tell the guy on the acid trip, dude, check yourself a little bit. He can't because no, but you, but you, can, I mean, you can though when you're on acid. Yeah, you can ground yourself. Yeah. All right, I haven't been yeah. on acid, but I've heard experiences of bad trips where. That person can wait out because that person can remember taking acid, right? And then like following that thread and saying, "Okay, I know I'll come down," right? But what if you didn't take acid? What if you just started going? <laughs> Maybe it would be scarier. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't I, think it's, I, I don't think it's a good comparison because I think there's, it's, it's something that interests me of like despite. I'm just, I'm drawing parallels. On, I haven't taken yeah. acid and been psychotic. Yeah. I've only done one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so maybe that's the difference where you, you. So lo- I think with you, acid, you, you can that maintain self. that. You can maintain yourself in it, through it. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. So it's like with yeah, this one, yeah. you can't. Right, right. You go. That's that's interesting. And then everything you see, it's like when you see something and you process it with your thoughts, you like trust that your whatever you're receiving signals wise is kind of painting some kind of actual ac- accurate picture of reality. Mm-hmm. So what happens in this case is um, the picture is distorted. So you mm-hmm. don't have anything else. Those are your faculties. John Nash. Remember John Nash? Yeah. So in the scene in A Beautiful Mind where it's all coming undone, he just freaks out because everything he's built his reality upon yeah. up until that point isn't there. And you you believed it as an audience. So you were like, what's wrong with everybody else? Then you see him in like the hospital and he's been like strapped down and all that stuff. And it's like all of a sudden it comes undone. He has the break and whatever it is. Yeah. And then Carrie... Underwood, when she goes off the med, is Underwood. I think it's Underwood. Is it? No, it's uh, Frank Carrie, Underwood uh, and Carrie Matheson. Yes. So she it? eventually goes off the meds to try to like up her cognitive function and say like I can see that, but then she starts to see things that aren't there. But she can't just say she can't at that point. She can't like call herself back. She's gone too yeah, far. See, that's that's pretty She's scary. too far out to see. Like whatever you're processing is one and the same, and it's dis- it's now distorted. Yeah. So now you think something is real and it has to be real because like you saw it or felt it. Do you think, do you think there's anything, do you think it's possible you've responded to that terrifying state by now being hyper questioning and like hyper reasonable? No. 
<laughs> where, where, in what like, sense? Go on. Where you, like it's, do it's, better, say better. It's so scary to be in a place where you can't, where you can't question your own thoughts. That you need, you need to now constantly be running through the rational arguments for why you're thinking something, in order to to remind yourself that you're not having a break. Right. Or like, or, or, or no, so, or, or so, or maybe let me put it differently. It's so, um, it's embarrassing almost to, to be, to have people see you like that, that you want to like, you want to identify as someone who's the opposite of that. As someone who's, who's not crazy. As someone who's not, uh, in, in any sort of state that's unreasonable. Um, let me <laughs> think for a second. It's a good question. Is a way to protect myself and my image and my identity. I now have to like go the opposite and be super rational it, it, internally because I don't think anyone cares besides you. Yeah, but like it, like it's it's uh, it's shameful. Like I've I've done things I'm ashamed of. So like I I compensate. Um, it's, it's a loaded question. It's it very is loaded, loaded question. It is a loaded question. I think a couple of things happen in the immediate aftermath of that, which yeah. was anything fluffy. Yeah. I really disregarded. It had very little utility and value to me. Were you scared of it? Yeah, it made yeah. me lose my mind. Yeah. Because if you think about it, when you're religious and spiritual, there are a lot of things, it lends credibility to a lot of things that don't make that much sense, respectfully. So you can believe all these crazy things because you don't believe necessarily just what's in front of you. Mm. And that's why you see a lot of these, you've been to like, you know, Hasidic, Hasidic scenes where you see people who are psychotic or manic. Remember that, that guy? <laughs> Revolution. No. No, uh, who is smoking? He's like, uh, on Yom Kippur. Yeah, your mom will find out if you live or die. Yeah, that, yeah, that was good. He was fine, but that was hilarious. Hey, hey, my, hey man, it's nervous. You, you don't know if you're going to live or die. <laughs> now, of course, I remember that. But, uh, you know, pe- there have been writings about people. I think Elie Wiesel used to say that a lot of Hasidic Rebbe's, Razi learned about it in college, were yeah. like, known to be manic and had bipolar disorder and a lot of those right. things. And, and you could tell by their writings, you know, when I see a lot of that. So it, did it introduce a skepticism? You could call it skepticism or maybe I know what this is. Almost that it wasn't skepticism. It was more like when I see erratic kind of behavior or behavior that's sort of familiar to me, mm-hmm. I almost felt like it sort of pulled the, the curtain out mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you, to, to people like you, you would say, well, you're so skeptical. You're so this. I'm like, yeah, but I also think some of it gets confused. When people see Kanye West and they're like, man, Kanye, is, he's, he's wise, man. He's just, he sees things we don't see. Yeah. I'm like, he's sick. Right, yeah. Kanye yeah. West is having a manic episode and we're all watching it and some people are fetishizing it and I'm really disturbed by that. Mm. Doesn't mean he's not a genius or creative or incredible at what he does. Yeah. But the thing, that does not, it doesn't mean that he also isn't sick and having... And they go one and the same. Right. Sometimes it's a badge of honor. There was a part of me that's like, hey, look, maybe it's... That took a long time. This is what you get when you're a genius. Yeah. No, you get this kind of thing. See, and, my, my and you get this kind of thing where, like, you know, when you're you get into these, like, bursts of creativity, like, I would feel it over the years. But to answer your question, yes, there's a part of it that for in the aftermath, the years afterwards, I just kind of said, I, I have no patience or time for that stuff. Yeah. Certainly no substances or anything that's going to try to bring me back to something remotely similar to this. Like, forget it. So I just said, I'm not touching that. I would drink a little here and there, you know. I had um, the same thing when I started treating my OCD. So I I understand that. So I was like, I'm not going to touch that stuff. There's just no way. I'm the candidate that says, unless you have some serious mental health or uh, experiences, don't do it. But otherwise, mushrooms are safe. I'm like, okay, I'm the guy. It's not safe for. Don't do it. I'm not tweaking out again. The other thing is, I was like, yeah, I became very cynical about, the spiritual side of life, the fluffy side of life. I didn't look past somebody talking a bunch of things. I'm like, there's nothing more meaningful there. There's nothing, there's nothing more there, there when somebody's talking about, you know, stuff they can't possibly know about. Mm -hmm. More recently, I've come more around back around to it. Yeah. Um, through like Jordan Peterson and those kind of things that we've spoken about, but I've come around. That's taken a long time. Yeah. But for a long time, a lot of that type of thinking was bundled up in what eventually led to, a very, very awful experience. Right. And when you are religiously inclined, like you can think and believe all sorts of things. 
So that would make more sense if I actually explained, like, you know, believing you're the Messiah and you're going to save the world. Delusions of grandeur, like, people have that. And they think, and it's a common thing. But for religiously inclined people, there's no reason why it shouldn't make perfect sense. So when you're getting a distorted view of reality, the religious mind and part of your brain tries to clarify that by saying it's not distorted. This is this is what the messianic world looks like. Mm-hmm. And you can see why that's really dangerous territory to like go into. Mm-hmm. So to not take it too seriously or not let it get too deep, I definitely walled it off for a few years. Yeah. To either recover, recuperate, I still or make sense of what the hell that was. But even now, do you do you think part of your attraction to someone like Ben Shapiro mm. is that you like being identified with someone who's hyper logical? No. No. No, because Ben Shapiro stylistically is is in a way off-putting to someone like me. Cause I'm I you know, I'm creative and I like I'm not a stiff. Right, but I'm not like I'm not all like, well the Beatles couldn't read music, so forget them. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Like he wrote, he did a whole funny rant about how the Beatles aren't real magicians right. because they can't read music. That's not my style. I just think he's right intellectually about a lot of things. Right. But on style, he's got to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Life is more complicated. Life is all these things, and like he's he's also he's consistently conservative in every way, mm-hmm. like personality conservative. I don't think I have a conservative personality per se. Right, but, but I just but, but agree with a lot like, of. Do you sort of, like feeling identified with the consistency? For 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 as someone who who identified had, who had, who had like a traumatic inconsistency, yeah, to 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 feel to feel represented by someone who's who's very very consistent. I didn't find like savior and solace in solace a word solace solace. Okay, sorry. You do read. I didn't find that as like my savior. I came to that stuff later as just being intellectually yeah. curious, and I found that stuff yeah. really appealing because it seemed very right and resonant. Okay, but not, certainly right. It just—I'm it, saying the arguments themselves were are very, very well made, and okay, I so think it I've yet have to, to do with. But I don't think it has to do with that because to me, I just—I—I I, I guess I, I can't. I don't know if there's really a tie-in other than I've always appreciated. John, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs' approach to Judaism mm. and ideas, right. ideas that, and rash and like reason and rationality yeah. fused with depth and spiritual matters as opposed to people just saying things and people like infusing feeling into them because that's what they need in the moment. Mm. I become more sympathetic to that and more broad a little bit, but in general, that stuff resonated and spoke to me. Maybe it did some psychological, maybe there's, you can, you can, like read into it that it appeals to me for certain reasons. It helps mm-hmm. to ground ground me, but I'm not trying to like actively identify with that for strategic reasons. Yeah. No, not actively. It would be more subconscious. Well, I couldn't answer that if it's subconscious, I guess. True. Well, you could um, be, you could grow aware of it. Yeah. I think I just, that's the, that stuff I'm intellectually curious about. And that's the stuff that yeah. speaks to me. And it's exactly like, you know, and I had my dad's influence too on a lot of things. So he sort of got to me at that age Yeah. when you have a lot of questions about politics and oftentimes at like 25, if you start reading Marx first, that'll like solidify for a few years and have yeah. to come either undone or be solidified. But if you have questions and then people give you answers, you're like, oh, that makes sense. So oftentimes things get pretty – your confirmation yeah. biases get set in stone then. And I don't think there's necessarily a tie-in to the mental health. But religiously there's a tie-in for sure mm-hmm. where things got a lot more dry and I'm just like, yeah. look, oh, I don't know what I can say about all of that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, man – it's quite something. It makes life interesting. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That was living. But I will say, <laughs> um, I will say that uh, the stuff that you went through recently and the stuff I've been through and all this stuff, I, I wonder if we're at the age now where we can properly say, like, real life is happening. Like, real things. Yeah. I guess it's always real things. But, you know, like, we're at this age now where, like, pain, like, real things mm-hmm. happen on a more regular basis than they, I don't know. Like, are we allowed to finally say like, okay, this is, this is, this, this, is, life. this, this is real <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? For years, we're always like, I wonder, will we, when will we look back on, you know, every decade you look back on the previous one and say, that was nothing compared to this. Yeah. This is like, okay, now real stuff is happening. Now people are getting like illnesses and yeah. losses and struggle 
and things like that that you're dealing with or contending with, like at what point does it go the other way? Right? <laughs> it doesn't get easier. It probably when it my like, back hurts. When it starts, yeah. <laughs> it hurts my a back lot. Is killing it me. hurts a lot. I couldn't walk all the time. <laughs> I gotta go see somebody. But I, I just wonder because like you hear these things and yeah, Rosie and I were once talking about a friend who who lost somebody at like the age that we're at, like a, a parent, the age that we're at, and I'm like. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just, I've been thinking about some of the heavy stuff recently for whatever reason. But Yeah. Yeah, the heavy stuff, What maybe this is what uh, religion gives to me also, but, like, mm. if you want to, like, people always want to, like, be better or, like, deeper or kinder or more generous. Mm. Yeah. I, I, find it, I find it's very, or, like, I mean, everyone says they want to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I find it very difficult to to improve and like it's mostly things like this that make you a deeper person like trials and tribulations yeah yeah and when you come out of the <clears> other <throat> side you're 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 you are kinder and you are deeper and you are more generous i think because um, the experiences are so genuine that they're they undeniably have a genuine effect there, there's that and i think you need to cultivate you need to cultivate some of those characteristics to get through it for sure um and also and or or your other people display it to you in such a genuine way that you're moved you're moved by it and you're like you're 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 changed by it mm -hmm. um so i think i think when you keep like no worries off that sort of <laughs> okay. yeah. well when you keep that sort of attitude like uh, the, the attitude that that makes this feel like oh this is real life that's when it got serious or bad mm -hmm. is like it's probably i feel like that's like getting old where it's just like and shit happens, and like you just, you just, you just do it. But like, when, if, if you have the mindset of like, it's like all these are opportunities to like. I'm not even being negative. Yeah. What I was saying was, for a long time, you get this narrative thrown at you. Eh, just wait. You're complaining now. You're stressed in college. Right. Just you wait. Things get, gets a yeah. lot tougher. I'm like, are we? Have we arrived? That was all I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like. Especially once you have kids and you're looking at stuff that, you know, you can imagine these, like, you know, it, it, the one real plague of children is, you know, it's like you're now so vulnerable mm -hmm. to, you know, their well-being is so vital to your well-being mm -hmm. because the thought of anything bad is, is, is so much more elevated now. Uh -huh. and you're on that plane. So you think about that. But I'm just like, I, 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 that was the only thing I was asking, sort of yeah. in a light way, but also an intense way. Yeah. Are we there? Cause I even like when my parents hear about like things happening to friends of mine, they, it freaks them out. They're like, Oh my goodness. Is that, is, is he that age already where the, the real stuff happens? So I don't know. Mm. People I've, I've said, which is wait till you're in your mid forties, man, you know, right. and parents and aging parents. Like I have friends in their forties and they're like, hmm. nothing like an aging parent. Trust me. It's a different thing, which, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, Looking forward to thinking about that. I just, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and on yeah, that, that note, <laughs> we can end on something lighter. Episode. Just to wrap up at the well, most you, depressing you got, episode of Buffalo. You had a good week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no details, but you got, uh, you got, you got a book. So last in, week, you while got, you were uh, dealing with all this, yeah. I was um, on the content lighter side of things, which is all meaningless. Yeah. Well, you, well, <laughs> While you're going through stuff. Yeah, Ami called me up in the supermarket. He's like, we got a lot to discuss this week. I'm like, oh, about like the, the baby stuff? He's like, no, Trump was on the Nelk Boys. I was like, <laughs> no, oh, I, 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 no. I, I missed that. <laughs> I said, no, we're not going to discuss personal stuff. Don't be silly. <laughs> no, but it, it's funny. This, it, it, I just want to say, Michael, by the way, while you're in real life, in fake life, yeah. <laughs> there's some crazy stuff happening. That's how I felt. <laughs> right. Which is true. Yeah, which which I, is we, such a, an amazing blessing, by the uh, way. To be removed. To be removed. Yeah. Like, it's so nice. I have like so many podcast episodes I just like marked as played and I'm like never gonna listen to that yeah. not gonna try to catch up just done yeah all it's of so all nice. of that all the noise just goes it's <laughs> you know you know what it's, and all you hear is it's the antidote to content addiction is what it is having a baby have no having right. something all these teens that's what they should do intense in your life <laughs> yes yeah. you know even an intense project even even if you were recording an album over yeah. two weeks yeah, it, yeah. you would be Done. You would like you don't want that noise in your head, right? You know what's funny? It's like we never you get like real sick with like a stomach bug or something that just knocks you out cold. Yeah. You know, everything else just becomes numb. You don't hear yeah. it. You're just like, I gotta get better. Yeah. 
your body responds by saying nothing else matters. <laughs> it does. Where yeah. you're in bed and you're like, I don't care. Like, I just that impulse. I don't care. I don't want to yeah. do anything. I just, I just want to get better. Yeah. So these comparable experiences, not the same thing, but the level of just singular focus. Yeah, I love it. It's nice. That that and that, it lasts a week or two, and then you're getting back. That's why I like filmmaking. Also, I mean, I had one opportunity to make a film, and mm. it's like just head down for like you know for 18 hour days for like a week i yeah, love that that's nice that. the problem with being a content creator is you're like in the drug you want to get off of you're like now a, you're, you're now a dealer <laughs> like when i'm i i can't I, i'm hyper focused on yeah. making these videos but that draws me into this right right the world that is that can drain you right but on that last week in the content world was crazy because I spoke about it on the solo cast, right. but trumping on the Nelp. It's like the beginning of the week started. I think it was like Mr. Beast is on Joe Rogan. So now you have two legacy medias, one slightly older than the other, mm-hmm. recognizing each other. And that's wild. Like, imagine telling someone, what do you do for work? He's like, I'm a content creator. It's like, you could start to say that now and it's palatable because Mr. Be- like these guys, these kids are, are businessmen and entrepreneurs and creating yeah. empires. It's wild. So I saw that. And then when I see the Nelk boys saying, we broke the internet today, I'm like, what's this about? And then you're watching this hour-long interview with Trump who hasn't been on the public stage the entire, since he got banned from Twitter, just saying all, this like candy for him. I could say everything I wanted to say. Like, and it's, but you're also just, it was just a reminder that the internet is, internet rules the day. It's where yeah. the attention is. They're on this show. Like Donald Trump, the former president, is on this show with a bunch of former pranksters who made funny videos. And legacy media, forget it. Um, they're going to have to like just take bits of this and, and talk about it. Yeah. So that was striking. And then in my own personal world, you know, Gary V shared a bunch of videos, which were which were fun, and yeah. that was a nice thing. We spoke we speak about that all the time when you get these like moments of virality or recognition and what that does, and mm. it feels good for a nice little minute. You savor yeah. that moment and you move on. You keep going. Yeah. But for that to all happening in the span of a week was interesting. And what happened with you was way more important. But you were going to tell me about, um, I don't know, can you talk about it, that you got booked for a job? Not, oh, not, oh, not yes, yes, the yes. thing, but a stand-up S- gig or something? Well, so I am going to be doing, oh, that's what I did want to talk about. Yeah, in Minneapolis. So I did get booked. It's still fresh. We'll see if it's happening. Um, somebody reached out about hiring me to do some Gary Vee stuff, which is cool because it's a real gig. It's a paid gig. And it just shows like you put in the work and you seed the territory and then so it starts to blossom. Getting, if someone sends you on a plane, yeah. it's real. Yeah, it's real. That's the really other thing cool. I wanted to say was that, like, we talk about techniques and things that we can do to spark creative endeavors and actually have them begin. Because mm-hmm. everyone talks about, here's what you got to do to do this. Start this, do this, do that. But there's a step beneath that that needs to happen first. And that's why a lot of people never start. Because they're like, I should do this, I should do that. How do you go from should to actually doing? So the things that I do and the writing down lists and doing affirmations and all these things that you may doubt... I start to just see things that happen. Maybe it's a correlation, but it's like interesting to start to see, wow, look what's happening. Like I booked two sets that I'm going to be doing at the end of this month at Stand Up New York, Stand Up. Mm -hmm. And I have written next to me, Stand Up. Like I have it, do it, write write every day. Like I have those things that have been around me and I've been doing affirmations that relate to those things. I wanted to ask you about affirmations. I'm I'm actually was happy you brought it up in the solo cast because I wanted to, I wanted to, I don't know if you if best episode by by the way people are going <laughs> oh, yeah, crazy. I mean, oh, we got like a, a mil- I think it's at a million views now. <laughs> that would be that would have been so bizarre. <laughs> I would love so to. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, I, yeah, I don't know if you, I don't. I, I imagine you don't want to say your actual affirmation out loud. What's an example of an affirmation? An example I mean, of an affirmation would be either writing down or saying. People have different versions of it. Yeah. Some people say it in weird ways. It's like it's like prayer in a way it functions in a similar way but you say something to the effect of what what would you want you want to i michael weber will write a full-length screenplay or today or like i will do that by by the end of this year i will you can you can add timestamps like you can add time limitations to it Uh but let's say you say i i michael weber will write on a series television show by the end of this year or Mm -hmm. i will Whatever you want, and then you affirm that it will happen. Got it. And you say it to yourself. I, Michael Weber, will 
I don't know. Uh, we'll start a pod. We'll we'll grow a podcast to no. such and I try. You don't want to put numbers or dates on it because then if it doesn't hit that, you kind of feel like. But people do, and people some people swear by it. And how by the end of this year, it? I will have a successful podcast that's fan funded. And, and I, Amy Kozak, will have the I, Michael Weber. Is there days. a time limit, or like did you say it for ten minutes? Fifteen straight? times. Did fifteen times. This is the Scott Adams affirmations school book. Oh right, I he has a chapter now. on affirmations. He says, "Look." Don't take my word for it. You can call it whatever you want. I'm just saying I did it, and this is what happened. I remember he gave the story of, like, he said, I will meet so-and-so actress Yeah. by the end of this year, and he, he like, ran into her. Now, he claims <laughs> that, well, he explains that what could be happening is, as you say these things every single day, you, you start, start to, to subconsciously operate to make them happen. Right. And it, right. I just figure if it couldn't hurt, yeah. you know, people do it with money. They do it with opportunities. I will have this. I will become, I will do this. Some people write goals as if they're in the moment. They, like... They do it in the present tense. I yeah. am this. Mm-hmm. I will not. Money will not concern me. Like people do all sorts of things. But he said he had a formula, which is fifteen times writing down or saying it to yourself. Scott Adams' affirmation was, "I will become a world famous cartoonist. I will become a world. I Scott Adams will become a world famous cartoonist." And he would say that fifteen times a day for three, four years, became a world famous cartoonist. That. Is episode 22. <laughs> 22. Michael Weber and Ami Kozak will have the biggest podcast in Teenek. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will have a successful podcast. Fan funded on yeah. Patreon. Let's figure that shit out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what I was thinking while you were, while you were talking? Um You're usually thinking while I'm talking. What if we if at some point we we uh what's the right word? We codified some of the steps we talk about and like made sort of like a step-by-step guide for how to get a project off the ground. I think we need a little street cred. We have some, but maybe down the road, it's something. We yeah. Down the road. And then at the end of the podcast, if you like this episode, please click the link below to subscribe for our course on how to do the things that we do. Yeah, exactly. Get the PDF, get the book. I like that, but I don't want to help other people. Right. Cause then we're creating our own competition. I want to help us. What if we did the virtue it? of selfishness? What if we gave them, what if we misled people? That is more interesting. So then we're leading competition away. <laughs> and we just, we just say, here's what you, don't write anything down. Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah. Just believe, just, just, believe in yourself. Uh, believe in yourself. Don't believe the haters. Don't believe the haters. <laughs> Fuck the haters and click the link below. <laughs> <laughs> to buy my course. Episode 22. Mazel tov. Hey, Poppy hey, Mikey, hey, 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 number two. Hey, Happy and healthy. Simmon Tabu, Model Tabu, Model Tabu, Simmon.